button. <laughs> gotcha. Damn it. That's the intro. <laughs> well, it's the Hat Trick Podcast, everybody. How's it going tonight, Drew? It's going all right. Um, I'd say that we've been here being very unproductive for the past hour and a half or so. Oh, no. It's been almost two and a half hours. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of your negative time thinking. Well, you got here at 7.42. It's 9.42. So that's two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you round up from hour and a half, I was right. I don't even know what time you really got here. I just made up a... I don't either. But you know what? I did bring you a milkshake. That's right. And I do owe you $5. And a hug. And a hug. I wanted to cash my hug in later. Okay, well... I'll take it now. That sounded a little fruity. (laughs) Episode four of of insulting the gay community. (laughs) Anyway, what what are we talking about? (laughs) What are we talking about tonight, Drew? (laughs) Um, well, I'm going to say that we're talking about movies. Debate. Is it really a debate, though? Are uh, we really going to sit and say whose movie is better? Because I'm ready to go with that, if I have to. Alright, well... <laughs> or are we just going to... I've never seen to, your movie. And I've never watched all of your movie. Exactly, so we can't really sit here and say, no, it's better, but this is my favorite movie. Will always be my favorite movie. So that's where I'm just kind of like, yeah, well, that movie's better than everybody else's movie. Anyway. Do you think people are wondering why we're talking about movies on our kind of crime podcast? Well. Maybe we should explain. Yeah, I guess we should kind of should explain. We've done four or five episodes now of... This is episode five. Yay. High five. We've done four episodes now of not necessarily all gory, but... Or as we as we said last episode, we're growing beards, getting a smoking addiction, yeah, <laughs> drinking, drinking copious amounts of whiskey, straight out the bottle, straight out the <laughs> bottle, sitting at the bar. People are like, "What's the matter with that guy?" And we're just like, "You don't know the things we've read." read. <laughs> um, to try to get away from all the killing and the you know just. We wanted to bring y'all some more kind of like humorous stuff, so this is going to be a very fun podcast. It's less gloomy. <laughs> Let's just come out and say it. The last one was a really big downer. Yeah, I mean, and again, I mean, I said at the end of the last episode that I was kind of too caught into it to really put it out there, and it was, I, I, this whole week I was like, man, I wish we could have done that one over again, but you know, what's done is done. Yes, the season we haven't released yet is done. <laughs> it'll be released and it'll be magic. Yeah, magical. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Now, uh, before we get started, though, we are closer to getting our design up. Yeah. We're closer to getting our theme music in, and we've got our email, our Gmail account set up. So. Yep. And once we get the logo, I'll work on the Facebook page. Yep. But if you're listening to this now... If that means you've already listened to the very first thing that we're going to record when Which, all that's ready to yep. give you this information. But I just thought it'd be cool to kind of throw it out there that <laughs> in two months, whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> yes. that it's already been done. So if you're wondering, so you can kind of follow us. Yeah. So if you're wondering why it's, you know, it's like May, but this recording feels kind of cold. That's because right now it's 30 degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> so. With that, Crabtree, how do we want to do this? Do we want to reveal what our movies are and then hop into it? Or are we going to... How about 
How about I go and talk about my movie for a little bit mm-hmm. and give basically like the synopsis of my movie, and then you talk about yours a little bit, and give the synopsis of it, plot summary, you know, whatever. And uh, <laughs> spoiler alert on movies that are over twenty years old. Yeah, but if you haven't seen them yet, it's your own fault since my movie's going on thirty this two years from now. Really? Yep. So yay. Anyway, um, my movie is called Lonesome Dove. Uh, a lot of the young people probably haven't heard of it. I'm 20. we're young people. <laughs> I'm twenty. I'm twenty one, going on twenty two. I am a twenty two year old divorced man. We're, we're we we do a lot of cool stuff for our age, like. <laughs> I don't know if getting divorced is cool, but... <laughs> it was cool at the end. <laughs> For our age, we do a lot of Ladies. cool stuff. Yeah, hey. D-Brain. Hashtag, we want D-Brain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make my own dating site. <laughs> Screw you, Tinder. I did come up, sidebar, I came up with an idea. If we do get Tony on this show, when it's when it's done, when the episode is done, at the end, I want to be like... All right, guys. So if you liked Tony being on the show, keep up with hashtag we want Tony. If you didn't like Tony being on the show, let's start hashtag we don't want Tony. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that way we, we can get everybody else to rag on him. Yeah. Awesome. So we would always win our arguments with Tony. <laughs> it's like, well, nobody likes you, Tony. <laughs> hashtag we don't want Tony. Hashtag we don't want Tony. <laughs> and I would wear that shirt every day. That'd be a great shirt. It would be, dude, you could have hashtag we want Tony on the front. Hashtag we don't want Tony on the back. Pretty sweet. It'd be pretty sweet. Or like a Monday shirt saying we want Tony. A Sunday shirt saying we don't want Tony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the end of my week, I do not want Tony. <laughs> we heard him on the show and he just doesn't flow. <laughs> <laughs> Tony <wrong>. say aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> and Pacific. <laughs> and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Not my to movie, interrupt you. My movie is Lonesome Dove. Like I said, going on 30. Um... Star-studded, you know, it had Tommy Lee Jones, Robert Duvall, Danny Glover, Diane Lane. Um, those are the four biggest names. Angelica Houston, too. Um, so, I mean, the cast was, you know, just very, very big and a bunch of stars, you know, either they were stars and they were in this movie or they became stars after. But um, the basic, the basic kind of genre of it, it's a Western and it's a love story. You don't say. Yeah, but um, it's got a got a great adventure to it. They uh, they take a herd of cattle from Texas to Montana, and they endure hardships, uh, death, pretty much what you could expect on a cattle drive back in the good old west. Um, it is. <laughs> and Was that, it really the good old west? <laughs> Was it that good? If I could go back in time. And I could pick any time period that I would go back to. Number one would be the fifties. Maybe maybe the forties. Yeah, I'm gonna go with fifties. I could see. Yeah, that'd be number kind two of would be the West. Love it. I'm I'm a <laughs> I, Western fan. I I like westerns. I don't know that I want to go back to a time where the barber is also the surgeon of the town <laughs> because I don't know how much I trust that. If I need surgery, just kill me. Anyway. <laughs> But I have that mindset now, so... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Awkward Silence Podcast. Yeah. Man, I don't even know what I was going to say. Well, you're talking about the Old West, all the things on the Any, hurting. Anyway. It's what... 
they endure basically everything that you would endure in the Wild West. But to this day, 21 years old, that is the only movie that, and I've watched it, I started watching this movie when I was five. Like, I mean, I've watched it a hundred times. I can recite the whole six hour long movie. To this day, it's only the only movie that can make me cry. Really? The only movie. The only movie that's ever made me cry is Rocky Balboa, and that's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Putting that out there. Ladies, I'm sensitive. I'm married, so I don't care what you think. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but, uh, no, it, I mean, it gets me every time that I watch it, and I'm in the middle of reading the book for the first time now, so, I mean, it's I'm getting to know more of the details. But, um... Anyway, what's yours, Drew? Mine, Dustin. Oh, D. Crab Crabtree. Oh, he's using my middle name. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that you were born with the middle name D. Crab. I thought we just came oh, up with that. Damn, my middle name. <laughs> Is that Charles Ing? <laughs> <laughs> I had big shoulders. Anyone who listens to last podcast on the left will get that joke, and now, and if you don't. Then you're just going to think that we insult the gay community and now also Asians. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, political correctness, Crabtree. I don't care what you think. I don't know if they could hear that. I don't care. <laughs> you don't care? If, I don't he, care if he they He whispered heard. into the microphone that he doesn't care what you think. His truck is paid for. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> my movie is The Crow, which has Brandon Lee... And doesn't have a whole lot of big name people. Um, it does have Tony Todd, which is the guy who played Candyman, mm-hmm. but he's not in the movie very prominently. He's one of the bad guys, but he's like the henchman bad guy. But um, it's just you know, it's based off a graphic novel, which I recently picked up, but I haven't read it. It's actually supposed to be a lot more kind of explicit and gory, and the I think the main. You get the gist of it is the same as the movie, except the ending is a little bit different, which I'll get into yeah. towards the end of this. One one thing I can say about mine, the the book and the movie are kind of like, it's like the, the script is the book. Really? Yeah. Well, because, and I guess I'll explain what The Crow is for those who don't know. And I don't know. Yeah, Crabtree doesn't know, but he's lame. Anyways... <laughs> he uh, it, <laughs> the crow is about a guy and Brandon Lee is Bruce Lee's son and if you haven't watched the movie you've probably heard about how he died on set due to being shot with what they thought was a blank and but he in the storyline him and his wife were killed on um, the night before Halloween because they live in Detroit and in Detroit in real life, they have what they call Devil's Night, and that's where they would go around and burn down, you know, buildings yeah. and stuff, and just kind of raise hell in general. And so these people show up to kind of intimidate them. They had some kind of his wife was wanting to do some kind of um, like a petition about the tenement housing they were in, and so these guys show up and they like rape his wife, and then they throw him out of the window, so he dies, and then she winds up going to the hospital and she's on the operating table for a long time and she finally winds up dying and then a year later on the night before halloween this crow shows up and brings brandon lee back to life and he's basically can't be hurt and he's just like really super you know kind of has superpowers 
to an extent. Amped up. Yeah. And, um, but it's, it's a really, honestly, like, the, the film, the way it's shot is just beautiful. It has one of the greatest soundtracks as far as, like, picking other people's songs. It has, like, a great 90s soundtrack because it has, like, Pantera and Helmet, uh, Rage Against the Machine. It has a whole bunch of people on it. And that's a soundtrack that, like, I, I have it on my, one of my lists on Spotify, and I can literally just listen to the whole thing because every song yeah. is pretty great. One thing, I mean, Lonesome Dove's soundtrack is like a symphony. It's really? just like kind of like the same symphony, like kind of like the whole, which I mean, you can't have, you know, you can't be jamming out to Metallica in 1887, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I would beg to differ, Crabtree. Well, you can't because they weren't alive, but who I am mean, I to judge? Well, were they alive no, when this movie was made? Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is really just it's supposed to be a debate, so I'm just going to debate Crabtree on everything. Okay. Question everything. <laughs> Conspiracy theorist. Touche. D-brain. <laughs> was that really Robert Duvall? On the, <laughs> or was it really some kind of clone who no. was inserted? You get the gist. I don't, but I'm going to say I do. Yeah, you probably should, because I didn't really have any more material to go with that joke. <laughs> No, alright, mine starts My out... My movie has a conspiracy. What's the conspiracy? About um, the legend of how the Lee family is cursed. Because really? Bruce Lee died while filming a movie as well, of like a weird heart attack. Huh. And then Brandon Lee... He died on The Crow? Brandon Lee died on The Crow, and Bruce Lee, his father died like when well, Brandon was yeah. a kid on a set of another movie. Yeah, no, but I didn't know that uh, Brandon Lee died filming The Crow. Yeah, they because um, they made blanks. Mm-hmm. And so for this, one of the scenes where they come in and they, like, shoot at him, um, one of the blanks had too much gunpowder. Like, they didn't get everything cleared out, so it shot him, and he wound up dying because of it. So, like, the dude who plays one of the bad guys, the bad guy that shot him, like, was so traumatized, he couldn't watch the movie for, like, ten years. Wow. And he, like, really affected him just acting because he was so scared to do any kind of action thing again. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. I did not know that. I knew he died. On the set of a movie, I'd heard that before, but because he was like poised to get really big, like if he had stuck, like if this hadn't happened, he probably would have been a really big action star because of this movie. Yeah. Um, but because of what happened, you know, he didn't like he he was just now starting to become big. I mean, his dad was Bruce Lee, but yeah. that's only going to get you so far. But sorry, unless you're Trump, <laughs> political. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back I, to Robert Duvall. I, I fully support Trump. Anyway, all right. My movie, Lonesome Dove, set, starts out in Texas. This is when the main characters are all old. Um, it's actually the first part in like a... Let me see how many movies we got. I think, there, I think there's five movies total. And, you know, it sets out in not chronological order. I mean, it... Uh-huh. It sets up the first movie is when both of them are old, and then it kind of goes back and forth. And I'll get I'll get into all those later. But um, starts out in Texas, right on, right on the, the Rio Grande, and um, their old buddy Jake Spoon is you know, as he's called. Robert Urich plays it uh, plays him in the in the movie. Comes in and says, "Man, Montana is just the place to be right now," and he you know he'd been traveling for ten years, so. Um, Tommy Lee Jones's character, he's like, "Well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do it." So they go on. They go down to Mexico. They get a 
steal him some horses, get him some free cattle, and head on up there. And uh, hmm. they, the first river that they cross, they uh, one of the one of their Irish boys gets viciously attacked by a bunch of freaking water moccasins. And now, so are we taking on the Irish now too? Well, no, he actually was Irish and he died. I'm just that was just. He, I, that fact needed to be proven. No. Um, <laughs> Can you prove that that actor was an Irish man? He was an Irish man. You could tell by his face. <laughs> notice, me, notice I said Irish man, not Irishman, which I feel would <laughs> be. It's funny because they're like, hey, Irishman. <laughs> anyway. Now, to this day, I'm still scared of snakes. Death of Terrified Snakes because of this movie. I mean, you can imagine, you know. Six, seven years old, five years old, however old, <laughs> watching this movie and seeing all these snakes just like, you know. I've actually seen this part on TV. Because yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of the movie, yeah. but like nothing coherent. Yeah. See, that's how a lot of people are. I've, I've only met one person that's actually watched it all the way through. Well, I mean. Like in one sitting? Well, not in just, it doesn't have to be in one setting, but I've, I've met one person outside of my parents and. You know, a couple other people in my family that that's actually like watched it and been like, "Oh, that's my favorite movie." Uh-huh. That's my old boss. But um, you get just fish. I mean, it, it, it's a really hard scene to watch because I mean, it makes me cringe every time because I'm so scared of snakes. But uh, he dies. You know, they bury him. Um, Tommy Lee Jones's character and Robert Duvall's character are captains of the, this how this this outfit. They uh, rent pigs and hort or not. They don't rent pigs, haha. They rent pigs. They don't rent pigs. Uh, it's actually a, a funny, comical part of the movie. But um, they rent out horses and cows and what have you. But, Do uh, tell. <laughs> all right, all right. They have a sign, and it you know it tells everybody in their outfit. And then trailer it has, for sale or rent. Yeah. Yeah. Trailer for, for sale or rent. <laughs> we don't have any cigarettes, Drew. <laughs> Aww. Anyway, <laughs> but we, we we started our smoking addiction, remember? Because we you started. <laughs> I'm still chewing tobacco <laughs> because because of all the things we've read. <laughs> I'm very traumatized by the things I've read. <laughs> but um, this podcast will be the death of us both. <laughs> Anxiety is crippling me. Who? Okay, the deal is, whoever dies first, the last man standing, has to talk about that person's death on the show <laughs> and make it the final episode. Make it the final episode. Sweet. Unless you can get Tony to become the new co-host. So it's just, now it's just going to be you that dies? <laughs> <laughs> what if I want out first? Just can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> I have to die first. I'm you, the oldest. <laughs> I will be an old man of 76 when you are a young and spry 75. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'll be 76 and you'll be 76 for like a month. Two, two and a half months. Trying to do math. Why are you going to make me do math? Yeah, that sounds about right. Your birthday's in May and mine's in August. <laughs> Just go with it. <laughs> I question everything. <laughs> Conspiracy. It's almost three because yours is the 19th. 17th. 17th. My birthday is 22nd of May. Yours is the 17th of August. August. So, uh, yeah, it's almost three months. <laughs> math. <laughs> math. <laughs> math. <laughs> Anyways, after our, this is an episode of improv. Yep. <laughs> just this is, we're this, just kind of going talking bullshit. Anyway. Yeah, this isn't uh, what you would expect, but it'll be fun. Yeah, Drew, 
I don't remember where I was at, so I'm just going to jump gigs. into this. The sign, okay. The sign. So on the sign. Trailers for sale or rent. Yeah. They rent out, you know, hitch trailers, horses, stuff like that. And just to be funny, Robert Duvall's character, Gus, writes on the bottom of it, we don't rent pigs. And everybody just, it's kind of joked about throughout the whole movie. It's, I mean, to me, it's comical, but you, I mean, you just got to watch it. Anyway, um, I feel like this whole show is going to be like, that was a great part. You just got to watch the movie. <laughs> Why are you listening to a podcast about the movie don't when take, you can go watch the movie? <laughs> don't take my word for it, but if you, uh, if you have shit to do that day, don't worry about watching the movie because you're not going to do it. It's six hours long. Not even joking. If with you, you have a job, okay, here's what you do. If you have a job, go in and tell your boss, I quit. <laughs> then you go home, watch Lonesome Dove, and then you eat the disc for food because you no longer have a job. <laughs> we didn't tell you to do that. I think I did. I mean, I, I, I've i watched it all in one setting before many times, actually. Um, on my days off or snow days whenever I was in school, just whatever. I mean, it, it is a long movie, but if you... I think that... Once you finally finish it, it ta- it takes you finally finishing the movie before you can be like, man, this is uh, before you can really appreciate it and just be like, oh, this is a really good movie. But um, like, yeah, like, like I said, it's six hours long, but uh, you, they just go through. There's so many different con- you know aspects of life that you know they put a like, kind of a pinpoint on, and um, there's a lot of humorous stories you know a lot of adventure in there uh the best i mean my favorite character in the movie is robert duvall and all the uh all the you know the his outlooks on life and you know just kind of like what he puts on the movie i mean it's just really i i, I don't know if you could say like i appreciate it or what but like you appreciate it like artistically yeah i mean like he he, he says things you know puts you know, words on life that you can still apply to right now. I mean, there's been, I, I, just, I used one of the quotes from the movie the other day. I mean, it's just about life, you know. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's a really great movie. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for this almost 30-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, after they've pretty much got to Montana, uh, Gus and another character go out to scout look for water and this and that and they get they run up on some Indians uh <laughs> alright so <laughs> let's, let's look at this for a minute <laughs> we've insulted the gay community <laughs> many, many times in the process of this first season <laughs> we we insulted the Asian community <laughs> we insulted the Irish community <laughs> and now we're going to insult the Native American community <laughs> I didn't say which Indians they were <laughs> exactly you're lumping all Indians into one <laughs> alright this is a cowboy I and go to an Indian church which is not a lie <laughs> alright my mother is Indian yeah my actually my great great grandma came over on the Trail of Tears yeah I don't know about any of that stuff but anyways, <laughs> but, I just wanted to establish that we're I'm not, we're not right. politically correct, all right. and I just like to point out how many things we can say that might be offending to people. <laughs> I mean, I think it's funny because I love everybody, and I don't think about 
you know, offending people. <laughs> but there's sometimes where I say stuff and people could take offense to that. But, you know, I'm a good old boy. Like your fruity baths. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they come across some Indian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's better than us saying Indians or something like that. <laughs> Savages. Savages. <laughs> Scalpers. <laughs> No, all Shout right. out to Matt King on this episode. Yo, Matt King would have done perfect on this episode. <laughs> Maybe we can bring him in for a future episode. I like it. <laughs> anyway, so... Hashtag we kind of want Matt. <laughs> that's, that's insulting. <laughs> anyway, they come upon some Indians, and uh, Gus gets shot twice in the leg with uh, arrows that got some poison on him. He... Uh, they have to burrow down and wait out the Indians. He sends the other guy back to the back to the herd along through the river. He just hops in the river. The other guy, the other, the other guy hops in the river and uh, makes his way back to the outfit. By the time that he gets back and um, tells Tommy Lee Jones's character Woodrow um, that Gus needs help, Woodrow gets there. He's gone. He's made his way to a town in Montana. He uh, passes out as soon as he gets to that town. Uh, Robert Duvall's character, Gus, does. And uh, by the time that Woodrow finds him in that town, the doctor's already cut one of his leg off. But with the poison and how much it got into his body, he's going to need to take the other leg off. Gus says, nope. And uh, he tells him, well, you're going to die if I don't take that leg off. And, you know, he's a, pr- a proud man, you know. He's done so many great things. They were both Texas Rangers and uh, just really good fighters. They cleaned out the Comanches and all this stuff from Texas. Um, but uh, he won't let him have the leg. He dies. And he, before he dies, he asks um, Woodrow to take him back to Texas where he used to picnic or whatever with his uh, ultimate sweetheart and the one that got away Uh, and uh, that's where like kind of like the love situation comes in there it's a great love story between him and Angelica Houston's character and uh, I mean you you get pretty much every aspect of of what makes a movie good well I mean like I guess you would or just makes it appealing to you at least or to me I mean to me it's like you get every aspect of life you get you get death you get life. I mean, you get humor. You get love. You get pain. Kind of like this podcast. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, that's the first movie that I can actually remember watching all the way through. You know, when you're five and six years old, you watch bits and pieces, and you probably can't remember it. But I mean, a lot of the, like I, I think like because I, I, I'm funny. I, I would like to say I'm funny. <laughs> I'm a great lover, <laughs> and I, but I can also be real, you know. And Drew, you know that. <laughs> I'm not just... oh, 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 fake laughter. Anyway, no, no, but like I will agree, Crabtree's pretty cool. I can't attest to how much of a lover he is, though. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. <laughs> the real reason of my divorce. <laughs> But um, I mean, it's a it's just a great all around movie, and it was actually a mini series on TV. Um, yeah, and that was that was actually pretty cool because it's a four part 
hour and a half long. You know, each part was an hour and a half long, but it came out on TV first, and then it was released in DVD, and then all the other ones came out. Possibly um, in video cassette tape. <laughs> but um, I think, actually, whenever Larry McMurtry wrote the book, he actually wrote it, and uh, the, John Wayne was in the original, like, he put it up for, like, John Wayne oh. and a bunch of people like that, but something happened where it wasn't right, so uh-huh. he, put it, he put it on the shelf, and he was like, no, we'll just keep it up there, and he brought it out for... I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't say that he brought it out just for Tommy Lee Jones and Robert Duvall and all them, but John Wayne almost had this movie. So I mean, yeah. I thought that was actually pretty cool. I found that out not too long ago. So could you imagine it different from what it is? <clears throat> no, I mean, like you like it, so you know, like I, it's great I, the way it is, and you don't like you think maybe it was a good thing. Yeah, I'm like I'll be completely honest with you. If John. I, I like John Wayne personally. I mean, I th- I think he's a great actor. But if somebody else would have been in the part of Gus, uh-huh. I don't think I would have liked it. If somebody would have been in the part of Woodrow, I don't think I would have liked it. Now, the um, the later movies, like Dead Man's Walk is when they're young. And David Arquette plays Gus. And I think he does a good job, uh-huh. but it's not really that great. And then Comanche Moon, which is like in their, you know, Middle years from it's it's in between Dead Man's Walk and um, Lonesome Dove. Steve Zahn plays Gus and he does a great oh, job. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that would be good. Yeah. I like him. I mean, he does it. I mean, just he does a spectacular job on it. But you know, the the actual the first one, Lonesome Dove. If anybody else would have played those specific characters, I don't think I would have personally have liked it as much. Uh-huh. But I, I'll never know. But the way that it, the way that it is worked out perfectly I mean it's a it's a masterpiece it really is it's the best best western that I've ever seen in my life sounds like you really like it I actually I uh, actually wanted to watch it I just yeah. haven't ever been able to commit to the full yeah six hour whenever uh, whenever I was down when I had my wisdom teeth pulled out uh-huh. earlier this year um, I was like man I wish I would have had because I had the DVD, but it, it got scratched up over the years and stuff. But I actually ordered every single Lonesome Dove that ever came <laughs> out, you know. And I had a, my, I don't think it was my last long weekend, but one of the, I was coming off of a shift and my two days off, I knew it was going to rain. So I just started watching them all, you know. And, you know, to do it, to watch every single movie, it took me starting it that day. Or starting those two days off, and then like watching it off and on throughout my work week. I mean, it, all every movie is really, really is really really long. But I mean, there's so many details that because the books are huge too. I mean, there's so many details you have to fit into you know that time. That's why it's so long. But it's it's a great series. But you know, Lonesome Dove is the first one. It's actually when they're older. But I mean, I I love it. I uh, I used to actually own Lonesome Dove and. Is there like Return to Lonesome uh, yeah, re- re- Yeah. I, I didn't get to watch them. I no longer have yeah. them. But. If you do it by like Gus and Woodrow's age, it's Dead Man's Walk, Comanche Moon, Lonesome Dove, then Gus dies, so it's just Woodrow, and then it's Return to Lonesome Dove, and then uh, Streets of Laredo. And then they have like the, the it's like a TV movie, so it's like, a, like you know what, like Friends, like 30 minutes long or whatever, uh-huh. each episode's like... That's how it is, and that had, it's just about Newt, and that's Woodrow's son. He's a big part in the first Lonesome Dove. 
but it spins off into like that. But uh, which those are all right, but they're not. Not as good as they're, they're not as good as the movies. It was, it was, yeah. Well, um, got anything else to say on Lonesome Dove, or should I get into some of this stuff about the crew? Best movie ever. I, I want to note to the to the viewers that he said that really close into the microphone, and uh, me and him before well, as we were doing sound check earlier on the microphone, we got into kind of a pissing contest to see who could <laughs> be louder on the microphone, and he is a cheater. And I won. Because he is a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> so, if it hurts your ears because he's breathing heavily into the microphone, yeah, then, uh, <laughs> then I apologize, and that is D-Crab's fault. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, I like The Crow as the story because, I, I mean, I don't think everyone can relate to the terrible circum as terrible circumstances as what happens to the people in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. But everybody has have bad things happen to them. Mm-hmm. And you kinda have that, man, if only, you know, I could have done this, or maybe if I could have came back and kinda settled the score. And so, you know, this there's a there's a bunch of other kind of emotional things that go into the movie as far as like there was a girl who they kind of that uh, the main character's name is Eric, who was played by Brandon Lee, and his wife's name was Shelley. And they had this like local girl who would kind of be with them. And when they both died a year before, she started hanging out with the cop that um, came and investigated the scene. And so when when uh, Eric Brandon Lee's character comes back, you know he's basically just it's like he doesn't know why he's back, but he does know. Like, he doesn't know how he came back. He knows that the crow is helping him do stuff. And so he's... But he basically has the night to track down all the guys who killed him and his wife. Does that kind of cut into, like, the Hallow's Eve, All Hallow's Eve thing? Where, like, it's the closest to the spirit world? Yeah. That night's the closest to the spirit world or whatever? A little bit. Because the way they do it, they never really <clears throat> fully explain, like, why he's the one who got the chance. Or, like, why it's particularly that day. Because it's a year... To the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Todd's character basically somehow comes up with some like made up story of like the crow. Like, I mean, in the movie, it's the story of the crow, but it's basically just like the crow gives him powers. If you destroy the bird, you destroy the man. Mm-hmm. And, but they don't figure that out till towards the end of the movie for the big fight scene. But, uh, you know, like he goes to a pawn shop um, because, well, first he goes back to their old apartment and he was like a rock musician. So he had, like, this stage paint, like, that he would wear on his face, like, makeup. So he puts that on, so he looks all creepy, and he's, like, wearing this jacket and stuff. And mm-hmm. he goes to this pawn shop where one of those guys had, like, pawned his wedding ring to the dude. And um, so he finds that guy. That guy was, like, handy with knives or whatever. So he, like, pins him up to the wall and sticks a bunch of holes in him and kills him. And then he, like, puts a big crow and blood on his chest. And then he goes to the pawn shop and basically messes with the, like, guy who owns the pawn shop and blows up the pawn shop and takes his ring back. And, you know, that girl who they were kind of helping raise, her mom hangs out with one of the guys, like, she's, she's not like a, she's not a, like a sex worker, but she just works out at this bar and they kind of like do heroin together. Mm. And that's where part of, like, the music comes in that I felt like there's a really creepy effect where, uh, you know... Brandon Lee comes through the window and he has a guitar that he took from the uh, pawn shop and they're playing this song 
that is, I don't even remember who, what song it was or who played it. Because some of the bands are like specifically 90s bands that never really had a big mm-hmm. hit. And but it's just like kind of this trippy, like stoner music, like grudgy, like kind of like grunge, but it's it's like Monster Magnet, oh yeah, um, which is like stoner rock, and so, but you know, like the guy and the girl's mom are like strung out on heroin, they've shot up, and he comes in, so they're like tripping out, and he's like playing the guitar, and he's like sliding into him, and the camera effect makes it all creepy, and he looks crazy, and so. He winds up killing that dude, and then Brandon Lee grabs that uh, girl's mom by the arm, and where she had, like, injected the heroin, he, like, grabs her arm, and he says something is, like, um, mother is the name of God on the lips of children, and he's like, heroin is bad for you, and he, like, squeezes her arm, and it's, like, makes the heroin come out of her, because he's magic. (laughs) But it's, like, honestly, this kind of weird, like, you're like, yeah, he's going to get her to be a good mom but he did just kill a dude and stick him in a shower yeah <laughs> but it, it's you know it really makes you play because like these they're they're terrible people and the people who are playing the bad people do a good job of seeming really skeezy yeah. you know and um so he's kind of just going through the town finding these guys and picking them off one by one and like wouldn't say exactly ironic ways like the head dude of the crew was named t-bird and he, like, puts him in his car and, um, like, his signature, like, Thunderbird. And he, like, winds up, like, blowing it up on a dock. And he poured this gasoline crow. Like, he leaves a crow symbol around. Yeah. But there's, like, a dude behind the scenes who's been, like, running them. And so that's who um, has Tony Todd as his, like, henchman. And so they kind of, they know this dude's running around. And he doesn't want to believe that it's, like, some supernatural thing. And, you know, in between, he, like, winds up meeting the cop that was, like, stayed with his wife. And, you know, he's running into that girl, and she's kind of, you know, talking to him and kind of be like, well, why can't you stay? Like, you never got to say goodbye. And, you know, there's, it's, to me, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. Even though, like, there's a lot of bad stuff happening. And I just kind of like things, like, I like darker themed stuff. Yeah. But there's, like, humor in it, too. Yeah. Um... But, uh, I mean, should I you have anything you want to pipe in before I start getting to the end of the no, I mean, plot? <clears throat> one you, thing, do Tony, you sound entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> Tony Todd's the one that was on Final Destination, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because he was on Final Destination. He plays Candyman. Yeah, because, like, ironically yeah. enough, I've never seen Candyman. Really? Yeah. It's good. It's a good movie. Um, he's, like, that's the movie that made him, like, a horror icon. Yeah. If you want to call him that. I yeah. mean... It's basically the jobs he gets as just kind of like bit horror yeah. or darker themed kind of shows. But he, um, you know, they have like a big shootout with Brandon Lee. And one interesting thing, though, I mean, since he did die, like kind of like how we're recording this season and I'm going to edit music in and you're going to get these like a long, like a few while after we've actually recorded them. Movies don't always film in chronological order. No, that's, so, that's how Lonesome Dove is. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, just like the actual filming process, like, they have actors who have different schedules. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, like... They'll film, they'll film the end scene before yeah. they even film, like, the middle scene or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so he died before they finished filming the movie. Yeah. And so they have scenes where, like, 
and this is in the 90s, so, I mean, their CGI isn't great. And they, they didn't do, like, a bad job. Like, I think there's a couple scenes where they kind of, like, did a stuntman and kind of did the face paint and did a little bit of CGI to, like, quickly do cuts to make it look like Brandon Lee. Yeah. And, like, there's a really cool scene where he's in that old apartment and that girl has been wanting to come talk to him. And she follows him up there and she's just kind of like, you know, why won't you come talk to me? And, you know, why won't you say goodbye? And he shows up. Well, if you'll notice, they have his face dark because Brandon Lee was dead before that scene was filmed. Yeah. So it's like this. I mean, I feel like that'd be a really emotional. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure that girl didn't know him before the filming. Mm -hmm. But he's still been working with this dude. Mm -hmm. And that happened. And, you know, now you're having to, like, talk to his character who is someone else and be like, you never got to say goodbye. Yeah. Um. So there's... Well, I mean, I, you can kind of relate to that with, like, modern terms now, like with Paul Walker dying. Yeah. You know, in, that, in the last movie, the last Fast and Furious movie that came out. Yeah. So. And so it was, you know, it's kind of a weird... And, I mean, honestly, I, I do feel if if he had, had the accident not happened, he probably would have went on to make a lot of good, like, action movies. Yeah, like, well, like Heath Ledger. He, I mean, yeah. he would have probably been in some pretty good ones by now, too. Because, I mean, he could have been, like, our... I don't want to say like a, a Stallone because like I feel like this guy could wasn't maybe going to do all action, mm-hmm. but which not that Stallone exactly did that, but I just feel like he was a very talented actor. Yeah. Um, but you know they wind up having you know a big shootout with the top guy who's basically running the city because it's based in Detroit, and it's like the dude that plays him is like creepy and weird, but he has like really long hair and. He just I don't I don't know who he reminds me of, but he he plays a good bad guy, um, and you know they wind up when his when Tony Todd tells him to kill the crow, they wind up like hurting the crow. So then like when Brandon Lee gets character gets shot or whatever, he can feel it and he's like oh man, and um, when he because he's I, I love the way they did it because it's like he doesn't know what his powers are. So there's a scene where he like touches the cop and he has like this flashback of his wife being on the table and he's like, you stayed with her the whole time. And the dude's like, yeah, you know, I mean, she didn't have anybody else and I just felt bad. I was hoping she'd make it. So he was there for like 17 hours with her. Yeah. And so like at the end of the movie, you know, he can be injured. He's not invincible anymore. He gets into a fight with a dude on the top of this church and you think he's almost out and you're like, oh no. What's the what's the our hero gonna do now? He grabs a guy, but he goes to grab the guy by the head, and he's like, "I've held on to this. I want to give it back to you." And he like grabs the dude's head and gives him like all the pain of seventeen hours of her being on the table at one time. Oh wow! And then he like stumbles back and like falls off of the building and dies. And then you know he you know thanks the cop and kind of has this like. He can't, you know, he doesn't want to say goodbye, but he, like, has to, so he just kind of leaves. And he winds up at the cemetery, like, with his wife's grave and just, like, lays down. And uh, it's just, like, like I said, the just the way the film is shot, like, it just feels really dark and it's yeah. very 90s. And the soundtrack really added to the movie. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, a for, like, a weird action film, it's, like, beautifully done. Yeah. Um, but it's one of my favorite. I watch it every year at least once. Yeah, and that's, I mean... 
Like that's where like there's certain movies that came out in like you know the 80s and the 90s that you're just like for the time that that movie was made like they that was just a great movie. Like um, I mean I've never seen that one but I take your word for it. I mean and I'll go I'll go with mine. I mean Lonesome Dove for the time you know that it was shot, it was I mean it, it just beautifully put together. Like Lethal Weapon. I mean I that's not very. I mean, there's not, like, a lot of CGI stuff in it or anything like that, but, like, I just thought that one... just Like, there's a lot of movies that you see, and you're like, man, if that was made, like, today, it would be a good movie. Yeah. And then you see some of those movies, and you're like, man, it's just a great movie. And then you think about, man, that was made in the 90s. That's a great... It's even better, you know? Like, Twister. Uh-huh. Like, for the time, like, it, it's cheesy now that I watch <laughs> it now, you yeah. know? And... The tornadoes don't look as real as what I used to think they did, you know. But the movie, uh, the, it came out, you know, three years ago. I can't remember what it's called. Into the Storm. Oh, yeah. Like, even those tornadoes don't look, you know. You know yeah. I, to, me, to me, I mean, I'm just like, well, Twister well, came out in the 90s, and it's just <laughs> yeah. like, I, I think they did a better job in that one than, you know. So, I mean, it, for the time that a lot of these movies are made, a lot, there's a lot of them that are just like, wow, I can't believe how good that is for the time. Yeah. And um, one thing I wanted to bring up about this, because like I said, I haven't actually read the comic yet. Um, I'm actually looking forward to doing so. But I had kind of read into it, just to kind of figure out differences, you know, for this. Mm-hmm. They they allude, you know, when you watch the Crow movie, it's a very concrete ending. Yeah. Kills all the bad guys. You see him go, you know, you see him buried. You see him dig himself out of a grave. And you see him go back to the graveyard and go to sleep. Well, in the comic book, uh, you know, Shelley dies and kind of does the same thing, like, in the hospital and stuff. After, I think, like, the scene where they, like, assault her and stuff is a lot worse in the book. But they really, uh, I guess they allude heavily that everything that's going on isn't really happening. It's, like, towards the end they allude to it's just... Uh, like Brandon Lee's character's like dying thoughts like he's like thinking about getting revenge and he like goes through the whole thing in his head but it doesn't really happen oh really yeah and so it's like they don't let you know that for sure but I read that like I think that was what the intent was Hmm. for you to like get to the end of it and be like oh no did that really happen whereas in the movie it just happened you know they don't really have that in it and um there's a lot of sequels to it actually and I, I picked them up because, like, comic wise or the movie wise, uh, both. Um, there's a lot of mo- there's three more movies after this one. Oh wow! And I actually picked them up at Walmart in like a like five dollars for all three in a pack. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're supposed to be that great, um, but I'm, I'm, I haven't watched them yet. Um, I do want to watch them just for the you know just because yeah because you know in the comics they do have later comics where it's like it's not the same care you know the crow comes and brings someone else back and gives them these powers yeah whereas in the movies i think it's the same deal but um they have a different actor play it every time like in the second one the guy who plays the crow in that one is the dude who played the uh teenage john connor in terminator 2 oh yeah (laughs) yeah see like does that make you like not like it anymore well Well, i mean which i mean they didn't have a choice yeah like they didn't have a choice on it and when I do watch them, I'm just going to watch them as fun movies inside the same universe. Yeah. 
But um, I just think that without Brandon Lee, I, I I feel like some people were split. Like, some people wanted to leave it as it was, and then... Others were like, no, we can make a sequel and we'll make some money on it and try and keep the stuff going. Yeah. And I feel like that impacted the quality of the movie. But mm-hmm. I heard like the second one really wasn't that bad. Yeah. I just think it kind of didn't live up to the first one. Yeah. Which I think it would be really hard to live up to the first one. I think yeah. the only way they could have done that is if they had Brandon Lee. And even then, I don't know because just like the story of that one is so good and it is like, bam... You know, beginning, middle, end. Yeah. There's not really see a like, lot of wonderment at the end of it. One thing that I didn't that I didn't like about the Lonesome Dove series, I mean, going chronological order from Lonesome Dove to Return to Lonesome Dove to Streets of Laredo, it goes Tommy Lee Jones as Woodrow, uh-huh. and then in Return to Lonesome Dove, it's John Voight as oh, yeah. uh, Woodrow, and then um, in Streets of Laredo, it's um, Oh Lord, what's his name? Uh, I can't believe I can't remember that now. Can't remember his name. No, which I'll think about it here in a little bit. But yeah. um, I mean, they change his character. Tommy Lee Jones didn't die. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, so I wish. Well, that they was it like an age thing? No, or was he not? Because like Return supposed to be Return to Lonesome Dove was like literally like picked off where Lonesome Dove left really? off, and then. Um, Street to Laredo was maybe like a couple years later, uh-huh. but still, it would have been it would have been okay for them to use Tommy Lee Jones every time, but they switched off, and I'm just like, ah, man, that's where I'm just like, ah, <laughs> oh, that sucks. But you know what can you do, really? Yeah. Well, Dustin, as you're looking for that on your phone, yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> um, so, all right, you find that. We'll let him know. And I guess while you're doing that, I'll just, I want to reiterate again. You know, this was a, we wanted it to be kind of like a fun episode to kind of talk, bring you some humor, lighten things up. Um, you know, kind of in just, just a chance to bring more content to the show. And I think that we talked about for this one, because it doesn't really, you know, it's not a crime episode. We feel like the way the last episode went, you know, it was just kind of a really a, a downer, and so uh, man, I'll be completely honest with you. It just for some reason that last case just got me. I mean, I don't, <laughs> which I mean, I, if we're gonna keep on doing this, I guess I need to like let some more stuff go. <laughs> Why do you say if? <laughs> well, I mean, are, yeah, you gonna, since, are, you since, come, are you gonna call me tomorrow? <laughs> I'm out, Branson. <laughs> since we're gonna keep doing this, I I gotta let some of that stuff go. But, I mean, it just, that, I mean, which, if you look back on, like, the Jameson case, like, that was pretty jacked up. If you look back on, like, the Texarkana case, that, I mean, that was jacked up. Because, I mean, all of them, there was a young kid involved, but it was, like, the way that the last one, it was, I, for me, it just made me mad. Like, yeah. just, I, <laughs> yeah. I was so enraged and disgusted. But, um, James Garner plays ah. Woodrow in uh, Street Street Laredo. Laredo. Yeah. Okay. Well, folks, now you know that. Yep. <laughs> More useless information. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the way we're going to do this one, when this episode comes out, we're actually going to release the next episode we record at the same time. Yeah, that way. Because, I mean, let, I mean we're going to face the facts. Who cares? I mean, I'm sure that y'all really don't give two hoots yeah. on uh, 
what our favorite movies are. Yeah. But <laughs> here's what I'll say: hit us up on the Facebook page. Tell us if we're stupid for liking these movies. Yeah, <laughs> and tell, actually, yeah. Tell us what your favorite movie is. Yeah, and tell us what your favorite movie is. You can give a description if you want to. Would you like us to talk about your favorite movie? Yeah. And make conspiracy theory ideas out of it. Or we can just give you a shout out and say, hey, this is... Um, That's a great idea. This is Shelley May's favorite <laughs> yeah. movie. And we'll go through the whole list. How about that? This is Matt King's favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't told them about Matt, but his story isn't as... He's he's neutral. He's podcast neutral, whereas yeah. Tony is a very polarizing... Okay, I wanted to bring this up, too, and I don't think I've got to talk to you about it. Oh, I like stories. I think I told you a little bit about my idea, but I didn't get to tell you what Tony told me, so your laughter will be genuine. All right. Um, he, <laughs> because he fakes all his other laughter on this show. Um, yeah, totally. But I told... <laughs> I was talking about doing a Patreon, eventually... And I was just telling you, you know, like, because I'm at the house alone a lot with the recording equipment, I could maybe, like, read poems like Edgar Allan Poe, like, do The Raven, and put those on for people. So if they donate any amount to us, they get access to these extra shows. Well, I was telling Tony about it. Hope, you know, just because I want to get him on the show, but I just like to hear his reactions and my ideas for the podcast. And so he told me... Because I was like, well, you know what? If people donate money for it, you know, that's content for them, and it helps our show get better. Yeah. And he said... Tony said that. No, no, I told, oh. I told him. That, <laughs> I, know, was, I was generally shocked. Yeah, I was like, Tony. No, really? that's what I told him the idea was. And he said, Drew, I'll pay you money not to do that. <laughs> 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 so... I'm still going to do it. <laughs> Tony. Hey, since he's not really going to listen to it anyway, you should just do it and say you didn't and then get money. He didn't money. get money from him? Dude. We that's just, a great plan. That is a great plan. Not, and I, it's I, not I, fraud at all, is it? <laughs> I mean, it's Tony. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> hashtag, who cares about Tony? <laughs> We've got so many hashtags about Tony. We're going to have to start doing the pound. The pound sign is a hashtag. Yeah, it is. What's the other one? Star? Star. Star, we want Tony. Star, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and you know, we do this basically just because we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's an idea. A lot of podcasts do Patreons. Yeah. And it would give us the ability to get, like, a better computer, to, like, have better quality microphones. Yep. But we also want to do the best quality job we can, whether we get money or not. Yeah. But it was just an idea. I thought I'd float by, and yeah. I thought it was funny that Tony said he would pay me not to do that. Man, I'll tell you what. He can be a jerk sometimes, can't he? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so if, if y'all think that would be something you'd be interested in, to hear my melodious voice read poems. And he actually reads poetry very well. It's, I do. I, if I had a poem right now to read, I would give you... You know what? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a rap song I do <laughs> about Tony, but, yep. but it's copyrighted. So, and yeah. that is an R-rated song. This is a PG thirteen <laughs> podcast. Yeah, one of these days though, we'll just have to loosen up the cuffs a little bit and put your lyrics on a melody and just let it flow and let the live show. All right, <laughs> that money. Like, yeah, we could have a freestyle battle which would basically just be me tony would probably come to that no he wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to come to last week's podcast and he flaked on us for that one i'm kind of glad he didn't 
I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of glad it didn't show because he would have really talked crap then. He'd have been yeah, like, he'd this been sucks. like, he'd been like, oh, you're just getting down. You shouldn't be doing this stuff. It's bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to be fun. <laughs> but anyways, guys, we're uh, we're I mean we're at you know, we're five episodes deep right now. Like I said, we're, like he said, we're gonna release this one at the same time that we do the last one. Five or the next one, yeah. So, uh, we want to, we're gonna, we try our best every time, but you know, emotions run high around the hat trick podcast at times. Yeah, and I think probably the biggest reason why, like, I got more involved in the last one is because, like, I seen the crime scene stuff, I seen the crime scene photos. I don't like to do that, yeah, but like, I want, like, I mean, it makes good. I like, I've seen some of them, but I just don't. Yeah, I like to, if I can keep from seeing that. Like, for me, like, I want to do the best job in my research as possible, so I'm going to try to just choke that stuff down. Like, I mean, it's not like it affected me, like, oh, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. It was just like, it made me so furious that I was just like, okay. But, um, anyway, we needed, we needed a fun, we needed a break. Yeah. We needed a... And, um, we're going to pull a thing out the hat in a minute. Yep. But I do want to mention, I think we have a couple other, like, random fun topics on there. And since we just did one and we don't want to have them all, we want to evenly distribute them. Yeah. If we pull that one out, we'll put it back in the hat yeah. and pull something out until we get uh, an actual case. Yeah. And we've talked about every, you know, 50 episodes, we're going to do a big episode. And... uh Maybe maybe do it live on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, but these will be either big cases or big names. Um, rattling off the top of my head, Dahmer, uh, Gein, stuff like that. I mean, yeah. Maybe Bundy. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Bundy is a really interesting story. I told I can't. Remember, I told my mom today. I was like, that dude could have probably been president of the United States <laughs> if he if he wanted to, because we were talking about. We're talking about the podcast and all this uh-huh. stuff, and like he was just like, <laughs> "Well, did did you hear about like what the uh, what the judge told him? Because he like he went to law school, or I don't remember if he actually went to law school because he, he he something it was somewhere along those cause, lines. Like though. he went well because he went to college mm-hmm. and he wanted to be like in the Republican system, and, but um, when he went down to Florida, like after he escaped the first time, cause he escaped prison like a couple times. He went down to Florida." And he was just hanging out on the campus. He wasn't actually enrolled, but he would just like go sit in classes. So I don't remember if it was like he just went and sat in a bunch of law classes or if he actually was going to school to be a lawyer. Hmm. But he um, represented himself. And he did a bunch of weird stuff in court. Like he um, legally married a lady because he <coughs> found something on the books that was like, if you're in court in the presence of a judge and you ask someone to marry you and they say yes, then you're legally married. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah it's been. I might have told you that. But, yeah, you might have. Um, but he did that. But he um, he represented himself, and like at the end of it, the judge was like, "You know, son, I wish we'd have met on better circumstances. I would have been honored to watch you practice law in my court." And it's like he's a psychopath, and these people are telling him all these good things about him. Yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't help. No, especially like what do you, what do you, what do you say for the family in that court hearing? I mean, like yeah. yeah. I don't know. And I mean, he killed so many people. Yeah. And, like, the stuff he did was terrible. Yeah. I mean, like, and go I w- sleep with the corpses and stuff. Yeah. It, like, I watched, um, 
I watched his last interview, his last sit-down interview before he was executed, uh-huh. and I seen the picture of him after he was executed. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. Not that I don't think so. That picture will creep you out. Because, really? I mean, you know, he's fried, you know, from really? the chair, but his eyes are open. He just, like, he looks peaceful for, huh. I mean, which, never been electrocuted, but yeah. I'm going to say if I'm electrocuted, eh, probably not going to die, probably gonna die peacefully, yeah. but he looks, like, so peaceful, and it's, it'll creep you out, it really will. Well, he was, like, a hollow man, is, like, and, um, you know, I was telling you earlier, I ordered that book, that psychopath test book, Yeah. and I'm going to read that so that maybe I can bring a more educated perspective of, like, what makes a person a psychopath yeah. clinically. But, he, you know, it was just, like, he didn't really have feelings. Like, he could get mad. Like, he'd have, like, rage or whatever, but he wouldn't... Like, catch feelings for somebody. Yeah, like, or, there, there was, like, one woman who he, like, said he really did love, and I think he did. But it was, like, after they broke things off, he started killing women, I think, that reminded him of her. Huh. Um, I might not be remembering that exactly right, but I do know there was a woman who he yeah. was like happy with. It's been, it's I think it's been a long time since I've heard any, like really looked into anything about Bundy. Yeah, but Cause, yeah, I mean that'll probably be that'll probably be one of the be one of the big, big episodes one. that we do. I mean, but I mean he killed like forty or not forty. It was like it thirty thirty two credited killings. So yeah, but um, with that, I guess we're gonna go ahead and. We'll pull a. Be right back with a hat. Yep. With a hat trick. Hat trick number five. Well, hat trick episode number five. First two episodes we pre picked. Gotcha. So it's the third. We'll go ahead and count it as five. Yes. Let's rewrite history. <laughs> Fake news. Alrighty. Are we ready to do another hat trick? Yep. Let's shake it up. It's my turn, I yep. think. <laughs> it is your turn. I picked last week. You can't put this much responsibility on me, Drew. <laughs> you guys good and shaking? Shake it a little bit more. <laughs> shake it like a Polaroid picture. All right, I'm not gonna, sh- I'm not gonna shake that anymore. <laughs> Get a little bit too you're, you're not fruity. A, you're <laughs> it continues. It's Lead Belly. Okay. Is that who you thought I got? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for this one, actually. I need. I I had never heard of it until just the other day. Yeah, yeah. I looked up some more, and it's it's interesting. He went to yeah. jail for murder twice and got out twice. So this would be this would be a good fun story. This would be this would be a, a good one to talk about. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. All well, right, cool beans. It's been another successful show. Yep. And uh, actually, after you listen to this one, when these are released, you're going to get to go right on to the next one, listen to Lead Belly. Yay. So uh, if you're listening now... We'll be back in like 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. Bye. <laughs>